pledge allegiance. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the land with all my strength, with all I am, and I will seek to honor His command. I pledge Way of 
sing that again in all my life. your testimony. I will sing and I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. Could we maybe get a microphone for someone to open in prayer up here? Brother Nathan Neighbor, it's been good to have you. Maybe I could just ask if you would come open the service in a word of prayer. We're going to get a microphone for you here. We didn't have any written prayer requests, but I believe that we can continue to remember our brother Milko that God would do a miracle for him and that his life would be a testimony we've heard how the discussions went from you know end of life to rehabilitation and I believe it can go to when he's going to return home and then be with us once again so let's just continue to bind our hearts together for Brother Milko Amen. God bless Brother Nathan situation and here we are have gone down the road i pray you would fill each life and help each one in their present day dilemmas and different things they're going through you are faithful and consistent each time and pray you'd fill us with all the holy ghost and in jesus name amen amen and god bless you. you may have your seats we're gonna invite sister brooke and the schmouse sisters if they'd like to just come and get ready at this time She's prayed and prayed for years. 
Bible, but let it start in my heart and touch somebody else through my life. There's a song that I really wanted to sing with you this weekend. <coughs> and now my my voice is really not cooperating, but I'm stubborn enough to sing it anyway. So we're going to sing it together, and I know that many of you know it, so you can sing it along with me. Uh, but maybe we can get the words up. Uh, we will see miracles. We will see giants fall. I know that this song was really special with for Brother Ron Spencer and for Sister Karen Pruitt when they were going through many of 
they're physical things. And so I had it just, it wouldn't leave me leading up to this weekend. And so I just trust that we can sing it together and it would be a blessing. And we'll just invite our brother Michael to come as we sing this.
wanted to dedicate this little weekend we have a couple little services we can just tuck ourselves away the weather may be a little bit nasty and rainy but lord it just makes us hunker a little bit down we can just be sweetly in your presence tonight bless the evening now we pray commit it to you in jesus christ's name amen and amen amen god bless you This is going to be a tough one tonight, all right? You're going to have to help me out because I haven't preached to people for a long time. (laughs) So what an honor it is to be able to stand and speak with each one of you tonight. As uh, my goodness, we long to see your faces. Uh, It's just a joy. My goodness, you can just keep smiling and I'll keep smiling back at you. We love you. We love you with a great, great love. We surely do. Appreciate you each pressing on here. Appreciate it. I know it's been these drives. I'm, I'm sure I've been getting to some of you after a little while. <laughs> but the Lord sees it. The Lord sees it because you don't do it unto man. You do it unto him. And then he pours back in the blessing. Amen. 
Amen. Well, Brother Ryan, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. We'll turn to the word tonight. I want to say thank you to Brother Ryan, such Elena, and the different ones. I mean, everybody that's here, I know the cameras here. Well, they can do what they need to do, but different ones that have helped out, stepped into different roles. I said, I'm having a hard time because this isn't really the role that I usually assume here at camp behind a pulpit. <laughs> so I'm usually somewhere back there and that's my comfort zone. The Lord is pulling us out of our comfort zone. So you do the same tonight. I'm out of my comfort zone standing here. You can turn them monitors down or something there, Brother John. I feel like I'm cranking it. And uh, you get out of your comfort zone, and you you just get into the to the to the atmosphere of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, and you just pull on the word, and you say, "Amen." Who cares about anybody else? We're here to to meet Him tonight, Amen. 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 So there we are. We're all out of our comfort zone. So we're all together in this tonight. All right, Brother Tom, Brother Bisco, all send their greetings. I want to say how much they long to see you. And I know Brother Tom was here. I told him, I said, "Well, I think you coming down here was." probably uh, as much good for you as it was for everyone else because he just was so happy to be in you know just a little more free here <laughs> let's just say it how it is and boy oh goodness pray for canada what a well i won't say it publicly but it's been rough up there <laughs> so we're just thrilled that we can be down here and have a little bit of freedom in the lord's word here so we'll take our bibles and we'll turn the scriptures. I've had this uh, subject on my heart for a, quite a while, and uh, I've said many times, if it's just for one, just for one, that's what we're here for. God sees the one, He goes, and He'll leave the ninety and nine, and He go for the one, right? And so we pull for the one tonight. If it's one, if it's here, we pull. If it's somewhere on that screen there, we pull for them as well. And uh, and then the Lord's word is everlasting, and it can go beyond here and into someone's home and so i don't see you all yet but greetings to everybody that's connected i know there's some uh, at the uh at the, uh, at the school joining in some of the young people there and so they're trying to they're joining in with you so they were singing and they were worshiping and i saw them back there and if the brothers on the technical side are wondering what to do it's the foh auxiliary and you can pop it up on the congregational zoom i'm not there so they're filling in <laughs> amen mark four is where we're going to go tonight And we're going to go with verse 36, very well-known scripture and account in the Bible. All right, verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, if you look just before this, this was the, uh, just at the beginning here of, but Abraham speaks calling Jesus on the scene, they had been feeding the 5,000 I believe and now they went on the boat and they went they sent away the multitude they took even took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with them other little ships so there's a few other people with him and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow and they awake him and say unto him master carest thou not that we perish I'm sure it was in a little bit more desperation as they were in the moment. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? 
And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? What a moment that would have been. My goodness. Let's just commit the service to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. And Lord, these are maybe things, as, especially as young people here, growing up, Lord, hearing many Bible stories, hearing the message, Lord, hearing your prophet. And Lord, we can just go through a, an account and, and to maybe not grab all that's in there. But Lord, your word is, is true and it's everlasting, as we've said, Lord. And so tonight, may the inspiration of your word come alive one more time tonight for each one here. As we disfellowship a little bit around your word. And Lord, your presence would be just felt amongst us, Lord, and we'd walk out of the chapel tonight, change, Lord, and Lord, our walks furthered in Christ, and our desire, Lord, increased, and Lord, uh, uh, things that maybe have held on to us, Lord, have fall away, Lord, and our walks, Lord Jesus, are more fervent with you, Lord, all of this can happen in a moment if you come and be present tonight, Lord, not my words, not man's words, but your words, Lord, we pray in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Good to see a couple extras here. But Daniel, Tash, haven't seen you in a long time too. My goodness. God bless you. God bless you. Am I still really loud out there? No? My goodness. Okay. I want to speak tonight on a state of emergency. State of emergency. And uh, I just, like I said, I've just been pondering a little bit. And uh, so we're just going to talk a little bit how uh, how... What a state of emergency is, where you know maybe think the world is in a state of emergency right now, but, and uh, but that I want to focus more on our worlds and uh, and maybe our lives, our spiritual lives, and and a state of a state of emergency. And uh, I'd say that the the disciples here were probably in what they would consider a state of emergency. They were they were in a boat. Uh, the storm had had arisen. They had obviously tried everything they could. These weren't um, these weren't. Uh, novices on the sea these were uh pretty good sailors they'd fished all their life and here they were now in a great 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 uh wind that had came up and and uh and uh, the waves were smashing around and they they tried with their oars they tried with their sails they tried with everything they could do and they were in what we would call a, a great state of emergency but as brother branham speaks about and i'm just a i'm just a simple preacher i have still have a hard time saying that <laughs> but uh, i'm just i just simple and we're just going to talk about because we hear who's i'm sure many of you have probably heard calling jesus on the scene which is a message that brother brown speaks he speaks it a couple times and here jesus was in their boat during a state of emergency and they were doing all they could first before they even were going to call on him but, but before we go a little further, we're gonna, an emergency is, well, you tell me what an emergency is. What's an emergency? It's young people, so you know, I know he maybe didn't, you know, Mike, but Mike, you preach to us. No, no, you talk to me. <laughs> go ahead. What's an emergency? A desperate situation. A desperate situation, sure. Anyone else? It's an emergency. Andrew, emergency. <laughs> yep, a desperate situation. We have any other adjectives there? It could be life It could be life threatening. Absolutely. Anyone else want to throw in some some descriptions on a uh, an, an emergency? Go ahead. Yes, indeed. A state you're needing assistance and potentially immediate assistance for sure. 
a serious, unexpected, and often dangerous situation requiring immediate action. Indeed, and then you're a desperate situation needing assistance. And there, you summed it all up real well. So we're all clear on what an emergency is, just in case we uh, were unsure. It's, and it's, it is usually a situation that poses an immediate risk to health or life or property or environment and requires urgent intervention. So we have a, an emergency. And usually it's unforeseen as well, okay? Right? Doesn't usually, usually know, you don't know an emergency's coming. It's not like, yeah, three weeks from now, I've got an emergency on the way. I'm going to prepare. No, it's something that hits you right out of the gate, right out, out of nowhere, right? It's a crisis. It's a time of trouble, time of intense difficulty. It's a time of danger. And uh, there's, you know, many, many emergencies. Tell me, help me out. Give me some examples of some emergencies. Car accident. Good emergency. Yeah. Heart attack. Very much so. Fire. Fire. Yes. Any more? Snake bite. Yes, indeed. And no antidote nearby, you're in a big trouble. They hear one over here. Earthquake, big disaster. Yes, emergencies, disasters. Anything over here? Sinking ship. Go ahead. <laughs> Sinking ship, indeed, disaster. COVID is a, has been a disaster. <laughs> indeed, it has. Any, anyone else want to throw in an emergency? Flood, yes. Nature has a way of throwing some of these our way. Earthquakes and hurricanes and floods and and, uh, and I, I looked at the handful. I mean, we've, the earth is, has grown in these different aspects that have just thrown, thrown people into great, great distress situations. And, um, and we, many have lived through some difficult, difficult issues. I also wrote down a couple other ones. You know, outside of nature, you know, nature then can cause things like power outages and long blackouts, cause water to be unsafe, food spoiling, and causing some issues there. Car accidents and health issues, as was mentioned. You know, we, maybe some smaller or immediate things. We go on a hiking, uh, you know, we go hiking, we fall, we break a leg, and you know, everybody here, the fellow that uh, was hiking by himself, his arm got pinched in the rock, and what did he have to do? He did. Oh, just think about that, Nathan. That's an emergency. <laughs> yeah, you're in a desperate situation. Here he has to deal with his arm, right? He's pinched in a rock and he was uh, hiking alone there. And that's a, that's a serious situation. Stuck in the middle of nowhere. For some, financial, stock market crashing. This is a problem. <clears throat> you know, they've, they've lost, they're losing money in fistfuls and job losses, losses et cetera. These are, these are problem times. You know... I kept going through down and I thought, well, you know what? Some people actually even feel like their cell phone being forgetting it at home is an emergency. You know, ah, you know, reroute the day. I got to go get my phone or something like that. So, you know, some would consider, you know, someone not hitting a like on their Instagram photo as an emergency. It's like, no one liked me today. You know, poof, fall apart. Emergency. You know, so it's relative a little bit, isn't it? A little relative. But, and then I thought, well, I said, Lord, someone sitting in this little room here without Jesus Christ is an emergency. And we can go through all of those emergencies. And they seem great. Different ones. There's a, there was floods in, in China in 1930 and it killed. They don't even really have an idea. They Some say from 400,000 to 4 million people just in a, a flood from some from uh, uh, dikes and such that, that breached. And, and you say, that's major major Haiti earthquake that you know came through and it killed oh thousands and thousands of people some say from 100 to 160 others say 220 to 316 316,000 major emergencies and you could think of many 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 of them but when you really render it down the ultimate 
emergency is someone without Christ. The ultimate distressful situation is a heart that has not been given to the Lord. You say, well, that, you know, that just seems so not as, you know, scary, but it is because it's eternity it's eternity we're speaking of and so we want to that's where we want to just focus our thoughts a little bit on that aspect that emergency you know in these different other critical times different emergencies you know the world creates these many different agencies that try and help and, and and address the situation and we've got here you've got fema and there's lots of different things you know public safety canada and you have the samaritans and the world visions and americares and all these different things that are trying to address address these emergency situations and uh, and unfortunately, they don't always really make it. In fact, there was a, in the 2010 earthquake in Haiti, uh, there was a, reported that up to 60% of the donations they received were actually not even needed. And so there's a lot of, you know, just missed management, the logistics or, or things given that don't reach the things. And so, but man is, man is trying, trying to, to, to fix these emergencies and different situations in every aspect and way they can. But... These are recognized emergencies because they're in your face. And it's like, whoa, wow, we got to deal with this. Someone's leg is, is, is uh, you know, cut or gashed or they fall, they've broken it. And it's, it's in your face. It's right there. But it, so often, too often in a, a spiritual emergency, you just never would know. You just never know. It's not right there in your face. You don't, people can just walk along and just go through life and you don't really know that there's actually a dire situation going on inside someone's heart someone's thoughts and they're desperately needing intervention or their spiritual life is in danger spiritual life is in danger and i want you just to ponder that tonight as we just speak about these different things and and, and different situations and what you know maybe uh these uh, a spiritual emergency can cause and i really just want you to just to ponder i want you to be really honest with your own walk, with your own spiritual walk, and say, am I in this state? Because recognition is really step one. Recognition of an emergency, we have to we have to do something now. If I delay any longer, the situation could could com- completely go off the rails or, or go into a worse state or great death will happen. So right now, I have to make action. And so I want you to think about tonight on our spiritual, if I don't do anything now, where's my life? Am I in a state of emergency spiritually? And I just want you to get really, really honest with yourself. Because people don't generally want to recognize that they're in a state of spiritual need. It takes some stripping away. You know, sometimes that's why we go through camp services, camp Thursday night and Friday night. And by Saturday night, we just, God has just worked and massaged and he's tried to, to break way through maybe a little bit of a stony, stony heart. And by Saturday night, some, it's just like some, many times where the Lord is able to break through. We don't have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. We don't have that today. So I really want you just to, just to really focus and say, God, I've got tonight. I'm here tonight. This is what we have. I'm going to really be real, just honest with myself and between you and God. So these crisis moments, you know, in a, in a natural sense, 
You know, we, we don't really, really cry out for help until we really, really need it. It's, you know, somehow we don't do that well. And, uh, but when it hits a critical point, especially if you're, you know, broke a leg or something like that, then, then you're, then it's like, help! You're, you're done, right? You're in the immediate pain. Something needs to happen right away. And suddenly there's no hesitation. We even do that when we get lost a little bit. And maybe we'll go on that a little bit later. But when we get lost, generally our first reaction is, I got it. I'm okay. I think it came from this direction or maybe that direction. You kind of start, you know, trying to figure it out yourself. But Abraham even talks about that in one account when he's out in the bush. And and we try and do it first ourselves. You know, this isn't a big deal. And then maybe if you're you are indeed lost, you have no clue where you're at. That panic starts to kind of well up, and, and then you hit then you start hitting emergency mode, and then you have no problem screaming out, help, right? Right? It comes you come to a point, and so well. We, we, now in our spirit, on the spiritual side, in parallel, <laughs> where are we in that aspect? Are we in, the, in a point where we're needing to cry out and help? Let it not go so far. Let it not go so far. You know, sometimes in, the, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a real critical situation, you can feel, in, or something, you know, your world is just, you know, in, in, a, in a bit of a state. You can feel overwhelmed, maybe even feel like you're lost in in, in, the, in the moment, in the crisis that you're at. I'm talking spiritual, I'm talking uh, in, a, in your spiritual walk, maybe in, in the struggles that you're going through. And uh, and, and you, you might feel like just all the chips are down and, and all seems fairly lost in maybe your, maybe your state of where you're at with God. But I thought about, I thought about the man, the pool of Bethesda. Scripture says 38 years, I believe what it said. And 38 years of seeing other people blessed. Other people receive their healing at the stirring of the waters. And every time, year, like we're talking 38 years. He sat there trying to get to the water that the angel was stirring. Who knows the story? Who knows the account? We can skim over that. I can imagine in year like 17 and 18, there was probably a huge amount of discouragement. Maybe in 21 years, he hasn't been able to get there. And I bet you he felt pretty lost, overwhelmed maybe, and, and just no one sees me. You know, God, I can't get there. I mean, he's been trampled over, people going over him. He, as he, if we go in the account, as he's trying to get to the water. But here after 30 Eight years. That's a long time. Probably most of you aren't even even that old. Most of you here. So he did, he, he did this longer than you even lived. But at 38 years, Jesus came by his way, forgetting everyone else, and went to him and said, Wilt thou be made whole? After 38 years. So I don't know how long you've maybe waited Maybe it's been built up. Maybe you have struggled. I've wanted to give my heart to the Lord. I've struggled with this. I can't get through that. Maybe you have given your heart to the Lord. You're battling something. And it's been over year after year after year. You're getting tired of it. I've tried to get there. I've tried to get to the pool. I've tried. But someone tramples over me. Or something comes up. A circumstance happens. I can't get there. But tonight. Tonight. Jesus is walking in this little room tonight. And he's going to say. Will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? 
He didn't forget him. He didn't forget him. You might think, God, did you forget me in my need? Where are you? 38 years. And then Jesus stepped on the scene for him. Amen. Scripture says in Luke 12. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. Think about this. Even the very hairs of your head are numbered. <laughs> if God, it's impossible. Just think, you may be lost. Hair number 10,456, and it's who knows where it was numbered and not forgotten. Incredible. That shows you that God notices you right now. Right now. I know the whole world is swirling. The, 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 the insanity of what's going on. We're going through some real difficulties. Some real discouraging uh, struggles within the, within the world. And, and the borders and all that. But I want you to know. God has not forgotten you at this moment in time. He has not forgotten you. Do not feel like your life is going unnoticed. You just remember the pool of Bethesda. Because I'm sure he thought of that. At some point I am completely forgotten. But scripture says not one of the sparrows is forgotten. Therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. So the Lord notices you. Amen. Now, who knows what a, uh, these great emergencies, like I said, they, man has created a lot of these different um, uh, agencies and such to try and fix the situation. But we're going down to a real single personal situation, spiritual and uh, on the natural side, when it's you know something that's more individual or such, you know we have what's called in uh, in Canada we have what's called a SARTEC. Who knows what a SARTEC is? All right, it's just called a search and rescue technician. Anybody know what that is? You have that here? Yeah, okay, SARTECs. They are uh, they're like kind of like Navy SEALs, but not combat. More or less. Okay, does that kind of narrow it down for you? They are, uh, they're trained in, in basically diving, uh, diving, um, rescue. They're paramedics, uh, Arctic survival, winter mountain rescue, sea survival, parachute, and fixed wing operations. They got, you know, a whole bunch of different aspects that they're trained in. And in, they're, in the medical side, they're, they're like a, a, par- a paramedic on steroids, essentially, because they're out there to, uh, to save you. <laughs> There are, there are Sartek, search and rescue. Generally, you have to go through military to be, even be one of them. And, uh, it's, in, these again are, is a Canadian aspect. And out of, in the last 73 years that we've had this, there's only been 607 people, 607 that are, that are, that have been Sartex. Okay, so it's a very, very specialized, very, um, elite level of search and rescue, uh, technician or abilities. And so they go for training uh, in every every aspect, obviously sea and land, etc. And so they're they're uh, I <laughs> I would love to be a Sartek. 
Let's just be honest. And I looked deep. When I was about 18, 19, uh, no 19, I was married by then. Um, 16, 17, 18, that was, I, I was re-diverting. I went and did my paramedic prerequisites and, uh, and, and I looked, I went, man, who, jump out of a helicopter into the ocean in a storm, rescue somebody that's going down? Yes, yes, indeed. Rock climb, rescue a guy on a cliff. I'm in medical. Like, this is my dream job. I want to be a star tech. Uh, until I found out I had to go to the army. And that kind of ended it there for me because that wasn't an option. I had to go out east, east coast and, and, uh, you know, disappear for the rest of my life, more or less. Uh, and, and basically commit my whole life to to that aspect, and uh, so it wasn't in my uh, card, so they say. But on a spiritual sense, a Sartek, this is a, a well. We're here tonight, and we're searching and rescuing. <laughs> we're searching and rescuing a lost soul tonight. Amen. That's what we're here to do. Lord knows. He says, "No, no, don't worry about all this natural stuff." I've got maybe a soul that you need to find. Amen. Jesus is the elite search and rescue technician. Elite. Okay. This is this who's out. Jesus has dealt with a lot of emergencies. A lot of emergency situations. Brother Branham, he speaks about in the Garden of Eden. He says when God made man in his image and took him from his side, a rib, and he made a woman and made a helpmate, etc. And he said, God, when he said, he said, shocking news struck heaven. He says, your children are lost. But Abraham says God brushed aside everything. There was in heaven. He couldn't send an angel to hunt them up. He wouldn't send a legion of angels. He said God himself hunt his own lost child because it was a state of emergency. So God came down because he said, no, 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 no one else can handle this job. This is me. And in your situation, God himself is going to come and deal with a state of emergency if you call on him. God did this in the garden and now, and the pattern has always been the same. Jesus, the ultimate search and rescue technician here. Now, I was thinking about what are different states of emergency in the scripture. And we'll just maybe go on a couple before we move on. And I was thinking about what a state it would have been when Lazarus died. Here was a friend of, of, uh, of Jesus and they speak about it. And he died. They sent out a message. Said, "Oh Lord, you're, you're, he's sick." And he ignored it. As so it looked, and he just, "Yeah, that's fine." And he stayed another couple of days. And there's a the song says he was four days late because by the time he got there, he'd been dead. And here was an, an emergency. The scripture said, "Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, whom thou lovest is sick.'" And he said, "When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God." Might be glorified thereby. Lord knows the situation. We might think something is in dire straits, but we do have to remember He is in ultimate control. And so we hear Lazarus was dead four days. Jesus come came on the scene. Martha running to send a message, no answer. Two day delay, hopeless cause, and he's just gone past the point of no return. There is no situation past the point of no return. Not if you're a son and daughter of God. You could have thought, well, Lazarus is dead. Like, my situation, maybe you've been spiritually dead for years. So it's just, it's not there. I don't, I don't even have a desire. Lazarus was dead and stinketh for four days. But when Jesus came on the scene, 
when Jesus comes on your scene and makes something real, real, it don't matter how many days you've stunk in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual life, it is dead. When Jesus came on, he said, roll back the stone. Roll back the stone. And tonight, God can roll back your stone. Tonight, he can roll back your stone. I see you there in, in Cloverdale. God bless you all. God can roll back your stone tonight. I read a, a quote a couple days, uh, a couple weeks ago now. And I'd been, I preached a few times ago, uh, a couple weeks ago on Fearless. And we'll maybe go a little bit deeper down there tomorrow. But I was reading about the Hebrew boys. And we talked about that. How incredible that would have been an emergency situation. Though they were so sure in, in, their, in their walk. They said, one way or the other, we're not bowing. And we talked about that. And I said, what, what an emergency. And Brother Branham, who's read Brother Branham as he talks about what happened in heaven at that moment. It's God hitched up the winds and chariot and thunderbolts. And he describes that just with incredible detail. I love, I love when he speaks about that. He hitches up. He said, I'm coming down. I'm going to deal with this myself. Amen. The ultimate search and rescue. <laughs> and uh, here he comes down. But Brother Branham says, it takes the fire of God. Now you can look at a situation you might be in. You might be in a desperate situation. And I just thought, man, and we could be in some different difficult moments and here they were in that difficult moment in going into the flames anybody ever done that no that would be a very difficult and desperate moment for you amen going into some flames but here brother brandon says we ask for the comfort and peace god gives us the best he could give us trials and tribulations <laughs> what brandon said he says, but it was until, it was until the Hebrew children was forced into the fiery furnace, into a desperate situation, one of them, their most outstanding trials they'd ever seen, that they seen the one like the Son of God standing among them. He said that their troubles produced the Son of God standing amongst them. Their troubles produced the Son of God. He said, I'm going through a wicked trial. Their wicked trial brought Jesus Christ down into the midst. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? In your difficult moment, it took that for God to come down and say, no, no, I'm going to go down there and blow away the smoke. So I, in your difficult moment, this is when God's gonna, God can come down and say, no, no, I'll take care of this now for you. Amen? Wave away the heat, he said, but not until they went into the fire did the comforter appear. I want you to hold on to that. Not until they went into the fire. Say, oh my goodness, I can't handle this anymore. Then the comforter appeared. He knows what you can handle. All right, we'll switch gears a little bit. When a state of emergency happens, certain things can happen. It brings somebody into some serious desperation. Serious desperation when you're in 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 a desperate time. Men and women here sitting tonight, but around says death lies right before you. And the only way that you'll ever be able to achieve the thing that you're wanting is to desperately come. And he's speaking about spiritual. Spiritually, he says, I must have it tonight. I get it now or I'm finished. He speaks in desperations. That is the level of desperation he is speaking that someone must become. And he speaks about Jacob, how he prevailed all night wrestling with, with an angel. And we, so we've heard, you might have a burning desire. We've heard it preached and we want you saying revival and you're saying lord i want something just i just need your i want your holy spirit just to come completely envelop my life i want to walk that's so in, just much more so so incredible i want you to move amongst my heart my life i need my friends and you're just you have this great desire desperate desire i say hold on 
as Jacob did. Hold on. Let God do what he desired. He has a time. He has a place. He has a moment. Don't, don't put God in a box. Don't put God in a box. He is, he knows exactly what you need. He knows when you need it. The, the, the uh, upper room. Those in the upper room. It wasn't a pressure. God, you do this to me now. I need this now. No. They just went there and tarried until. The revival came at God's time in his moment. And they tarried. And they waited. And they waited. And they prayed. And they prayed, God, come, God, come. Don't let go of it. Jacob did not let go. He said, I need it, Lord. I need it. All night. He could have been tired halfway through. He's like, I can't do this anymore. And let go. And he wouldn't have received the blessing. Three quarters of the way through the night. 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm done. He's wrestling with an angel. But the blessing came because he prevailed and went all the way till at the moment. He says, what will I do? I'm not letting you go till you bless me. God, I'm not letting up. I'm not. My desire, my scream, my prayer, my desire. Bless me, Lord. I want more of you. I need the fire of God. Do not let up on that desperate cry until he blesses you. But don't put him in a box. He will come at his moment when you need it. Lord Abraham says, desperation, the kingdom. He says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the kingdom of heaven has been preached and man press into it. It's scripture. You don't just stand around and say, pick me up by the collar, Lord. And just take me in. Lord, push me. He says, you press into it. Desperate desire. And you continue that. And God will honor a desperate cry. Amen. Stay in his atmosphere. Stay sensitive. Lord, lead me. You stay there. You have expectation. He'll meet you. He'll meet you. Just might not sometimes be when we want it. It's when he ordains that moment in time. All right? When we're in a time of emergency, priorities get realigned. Right? Everything kind of... All that was important kind of just becomes unimportant very quick right all the things of this world all of our friends and our issues and you know all the different social media stuff everything but when there's suddenly there's an emergency something happens i've been there in different emergencies if somebody die in your family something it's like nothing else matters nothing else matters and so i want you to get to that point in your spiritual where you are in your spiritual walk in your spiritual life. And I want you to come to a point and say, you know what? Wait a second. Am I at a point where I need to, I'm in a desperate situation? Recognize nothing else matters in your walk, natural and in your spiritual walk now. Nothing else matters but your focus on God. I need you. I need you. Now, let's listen to a little situation here. Here's where someone's someone's Priorities got realigned. Certain rich man, clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. Sumptuously. Anybody want to give me some some uh, synonyms on that one? I didn't write any. Anybody want to tell me what sumptuously means? Come on, Ryan, help me out. Somebody, better Tom. Richly. Okay, there we go. Sumptuously. Now you're all there, like sumptuously, whatever that means. Richly. Okay. Every day, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus who was laid at his gate, full of sores. 
and desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. He was in a pretty desperate state. And it came to pass the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died also and was buried in hell. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I can tell you what mattered to him just a couple days before meant nothing now. All he wanted was the tip of Lazarus's finger who just shortly before was having dogs lick sores. And please have him dip his finger in and just put it on my tongue. Desperate. Change and, and life and his priorities completely altered around because nothing else mattered. And unfortunately for him, there was no, there was no opportunity to make that. There was no opportunity left. That's not the case. It's not the case there in the, by the way, it's not the case here. It's not the case. Push aside all that we think matters of our day to day life. Everything that consumes us in our school days, in our with our friends, and all of our social media that just means so much, or the video clip that we need to watch, and we're just like flick, 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 scroll, 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 and it's like ugh, it consumes us. But I want to ask you: Does it matter? The sumptuous living, the grapes that dropped in the rich young ruler's mouth. This is what mattered to him: more barns, more stuff. What's mattering to you right now? Because at some point, it didn't matter. And all he wanted was the tip of a finger with some water to drop on his tongue. Incredible. And so here we have an opportunity to say, Lord, help me push aside every aspect of my life that doesn't matter. Because I need you. I think of the woman that touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Can we think about how many hundreds, maybe thousands of people would have been moving around when Jesus was walking through different cities? And the press of the crowd. Who's ever been in a like, large crowd? Have yeah, you been in a large crowd? Have you been where you just like can't even, you're just like moving through and, and who gets panicked in that situation? <laughs> it's like major claustrophobia or something. Somebody doesn't like that. You're like, I got to get out of this. This is what she would have been in. Because what did she have to do? She was crawling on the ground trying to get someone out of someone's skirts and through the robes. That's what she was doing because she was so desperate. I just need to get underneath here. Someone's like kicking her. She's getting trampled on. That would have been brutal. But nothing else mattered to her. Nothing else mattered to her. She was willing to get kicked and stomped on. Who knows what else was happening and put herself into such a low position, scrambling through the dust and whatever, just so that she could reach, reach and just grab the hem of a garment of Jesus and all would be well who cares who's in this room who cares who's in that room who cares she didn't care she was in a desperate state and she said I don't really care I'll get my face stomped on I'll get underneath someone's what are you doing she didn't care whatever Oh, someone's going to snicker at me if I raise my hand and say, Lord, I need you. 
right? That's the, that's the level we must get at. Because it's life and death. It's life and death. This is where we're at. I'm sorry, but we're at a very desperate time. I hate to break it to everybody. I know many here know that. But we're at a desperate time. We're at the end. So I said, Lord, how much time do we have left? Because there's obviously a child of God somewhere still needing to get to Jesus. Break through it, young people. Break through it. Who really cares? Who really cares who's sitting in the little room there? Who really cares if Simon Jordan, you just reached out and said, Glory! Lord, that's me! I need to reach you! I need to get to you. Someone pray for me! Boy, would we have a moment. Would we have a moment? Amen. Always sometimes just takes one. Just takes one sometimes. Right? I want you... Like I said, I don't put God in a box. I'm not putting God in a box neither. But I'm just, I want to encourage you. Who really cares? Who really cares who's around you? What really matters is, God, I want a burning walk with you. That's all that matters to me. Whatever I need to do. For some, it might just be a quiet, consecrated moment. And God just comes in and just fills you. And then nothing changes. It's, it's Everything changes. And nothing's the same. It can be just like that. It's not. It doesn't have to be a in the loud. That, that's different. Everybody's different. But I want you, whatever it is, who cares? Because nothing else matters when you're in a desperate situation. She said, "I'm kind of insignificant, but if I can only touch the border of his garment, I'll be made well." And she passed every critic and everything else, but she got to the spot and she touched his garment. In desperation. Amen. Amen. I think of that little lady. Very similar situation. Brother Branham says. In a, in a quote. I don't know if I have it in front of me. But he's. Who knows of the little Mexican lady. In Brother Branham's meetings. Right. Think of that. Brother Branham. I think in one spot he says about 300 ushers. Okay. We were talking about this with Brother Marco a little, little bit ago, and he said she broke all church order and doctrine, church order there. Deacon saying, "Sorry, it ain't happening." You know, that's not that's order. You, you can't, you can't. It was it, she needed her, her baby was dead. Her baby was dead. My baby is dead. It's been dead since this morning. I must get in there, Brother Bram says. And she was coming, prayer card or not. They lined up there, 300 ushers there. And she'd go right under their legs, jump right on top. Someone would push her back, get out. And then she'd crawl under the leg and come up somewhere else and push her back. They're trying to contain this. Man, can you imagine if somebody here started acting like that? Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't put it back how many thousand years to the woman who touched the garment. Don't put it back to Brother Branham's day, whereas the Mexican sister needing her baby. Put it down to this day because the God of, the, of touching a garment, that same Jesus, was there with Brother Branham. He didn't leave. He hasn't left here. So he's here. Here she is trying now to run, run around over top of their backs, run with this dead baby. She's got a dead baby in her hands. Incredible! What desperation! What what an emergency moment for her! 
She runs with this dead baby, falls down among them. Didn't make a difference to her. She was trying to get there. She was desperate, and she's, God had spoke to her heart that that God could give sight. She saw a blind man could give life. Oh, my. Something was burning in her. God, I pray something start to burn. Start to burn in you. Say, I got to get to Jesus. Andrew Ryan, that was the last song we sang before everything shut down. And we've, I've talked about it. Abigail, we've said it. That's the last song that we were able to, that we sang with everybody together every Sunday. I got to get to Jesus. Got to get to Jesus. Lord, pour in such a passion in each one of our hearts. It's the only thing that matters. Lord, I got to get to you. I got to get to you. Say, so, well, that's then. No, I'm sorry. I've seen many, many, many healings. Many, many healings. My ankle broke. Instantly healed. I've seen miracles. I know I've seen many souls saved. God move, save wretched sinner. Such as I. Such as many message kids that growing up just maybe stopped. No, no, no. But then God gets a hold of the heart because they recognize I'm a sinner. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's not a God of 3,500 years ago. It's not a God of 50 years ago. It's a God of my own life and now. So don't just put it there and say, well, it hadn't happened to me. I'm telling you right now and many others I could say here. No, it's a God. He's done it for me. He's healed me. He's filled me. He can do the same thing for you. He's a living God today. Amen. And it becomes, when it's personal like that, you say, I don't, you know, Rahab didn't even need to see a miracle. She has heard of it. She has heard of it. She said, I want that. She was saved by her faith. Amen. Amen. Glory. All right. Well, you say, you know what? I've made some incredible mistakes. Michael, I'm in an emergency and I did it. It's, I've just missed many mistakes. And who God's not, why would God even try and save me? Why would he even want me? It's my all my own doing. But Abraham says, then we find out that in the sinking, speaking of Peter, God heard him in the line of duty. He started to sink. He failed. No matter if you fail, that don't have nothing to do with it. All right? <laughs> so Lord, I failed. He says, it don't have nothing to do with it. We all fail. We're a failure to begin with. But we got somebody standing now with a strong hand who can reach down and take us out of the water. Lord, I'm sinking. Well, you didn't believe. It's your own problem. Figure it out and swim. Was that the response? No. No. No, it wasn't. He reached down his hand. Said, oh, you little faith. And pulled him up out of the water. He didn't forget him. He didn't leave him. Well, you got it. You deal with it. No, no, no. He said, God save me. But he called out. He called out. It might not have to be here, but I pray your heart calls out. He said, God save me. I need, I need, I'm in, a, I'm in a situation. I was thinking of mistakes. You know, I thought two different situations and not necessarily both mistakes, but I thought of David. Boy, did he make some mistakes. <laughs> Do you want me to sum up his mistakes? And then you can put it on your scale of mistakes. So he was caught in some seriously terrible sins. He murdered somebody. He was jealous over his wife. Sent him out into battle. Said, make sure he gets killed. Pretty much. Put him in the heat of it. Okay? I would say that's pretty premeditated. Premeditated. He then lusts after another woman. Sleeps with her in adultery. 
betrayed. He's now he's also did betrayal. Um, any of your mistakes quite that level? <laughs> you know, if you read about it, if you read it, David repented like this fast. His mistakes actually didn't define him. What defined David? When you think of David, when you think of David, what do you think about? When you think, you know what, David? Exactly. Exactly. The mistakes didn't define him. It didn't define him. He repented for it. Maybe he had some consequences for it. But that's not what God remembered. God remembered. He's a man after my own heart. You read the Psalms of what his heart cried for. He wanted his heart pure. God created me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Let the joy of my salvation return to me. This was his heart. The mistake didn't define him. Forget your mistakes. God, I need you. I've made mistakes. God saw that his heart longed for him. And God says he has a heart after my heart. Lord, don't get bogged down under what you, uh, some mistake you did. Repent. David repented and he moved on. David, he went through some difficult times. He did not turn his heart on God. He did not turn his heart on God. He didn't say, just a horrible situation. My life is in shambles. I'm done with it. I'm walking away. No, it was repentance and he kept his eyes on Christ. He never let his, his faith in God waver. Another one, Job. Job, brutal situation. Difficult, desperate times. Who wants to read Job 1 for me? Anybody got Job 1? Let's turn to Job 1. I'm going to be honest with you. I had no clue what time I started. Pray for me, saints. <laughs> if we have to get up and do some jumping jacks. All right. Who's got Job 1? Someone can read for me. God bless you, everybody out there. Bless you, Sister Victoria. Sister Joshua, God bless you. Sister Anna. All right. Let somebody just read for me. Um, verse 14. 13. He's got it. Go ahead. Right behind you. Next one. Someone read to me 16. First one that can read it. Eighteen. Quite a row. Quite. While 
while he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only escaped alone to tell them. What an incredible situation. I'd say that was an emergency, serious state of emergency. And I'm drawn to each one of the first lines of that verse. While he was yet speaking. Whoa. Disaster. But I want you to just think of one thing. Because when God has an you are anchored so firm. When Jesus Christ has filled your heart, Job never cursed God. Never. Never. He, he never, he, he wondered, what have I done? And, different, and you go through the different things and then people tell him that you've sinned. You must have done this. You must have done that. Everybody turned against him. He said in the, in the following chapters, he says, my brethren are far from me. My kinfolk have failed me. My familiar friends have forgotten me. They that dwell in mine house, my maids count me as a stranger. I'm an alien. I'm called servant. I call my servant. He doesn't even answer me. I entreat him with my mouth. My breath is strange to my wife, though I entreated for the children's sake of my own body. Yea, my child, young children despise me. They spake against me. My inward friends abhor me. And they whom I love have turned against me. My bone cleaveth to my skin and my flesh. I'm escaped with the skin of my teeth. You wonder where that phrase came from. Scripture. Have pity upon me. Have pity upon me. Oh, oh ye my friends, for the hand of God hath touched me. Why do you persecute me as God and are not satisfied with my flesh? What a incredible situation Job was in. Everybody. But something. Job had something that we all need. Every one of us need. Because we will go through, maybe not quite so much. This is why scripture is here to strengthen us. When we go through a situation like this. And everything has turned against you. Everything. And you're abhorred by your friends and your family. Everybody. This is Job. Something happened. Something happened. The next verse. Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book. That they were graven with an iron pen and led in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. And that he shall stand on the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body. Yet in my flesh I will see God. Glory. That's what Job, Job had some anchor. I don't really care if I'm a horde. I don't really care if all this comes and befalls me. I will not curse my God. I will not turn my back on him. Yea, I will see him one day. Amen. But Abraham said, Job saw Easter. He saw a savior. And this is what kept him through it all. May you see your Easter. Because that's what's going to keep you through the emergency, through the desperation, through the crisis, through COVID, through whatever. Look to your Savior. Look to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have I been preaching an hour? Did I start at 730, Ben Ryan?
Lord have mercy. All right. Do you have anywhere to go? Oh, okay. It's okay. I'm almost there. God bless you. I love preaching to people. <laughs> Glory. Thank you. Amen. I love hearing your voices. Amen. I just hope something just blesses you tonight. Anchor something a little deep. Amen. I read a little, I read in Acts 27. And I just read a, a line and it just struck me. It just struck me. Maybe it strikes, 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 strikes someone else. Acts 27. It says, and because the haven was not commodious in winter, this is uh, Paul, when he was, uh, when he was heading to Rome, essentially, and uh, they wanted to winter at a certain place and all these different things. He said, hey, don't go. And, you know, it's not going to be good. He said, well, we're going to go anywhere. Any, anyway, everybody know the, the account, the story? If you've watched the Paul skit and Brother Marco, I'll leave him alone. He's listening. <laughs> this is where we're, we're at. All right. And he says, if by any means they might attain to Phoenice. And there to winter, which is in a haven in Crete, and lies toward the south, west, and northwest. So they wanted to winter in a certain place. And when the south wind blew, so they left. Paul says, nope, don't. They left, no. The south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose. Oh, the winds are, everything's looking great. And so, off they went, and they sailed close by Crete. But not too long after, not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. I'm like what's who what's that mean Euroclidon well it's tempestuous wind and, and that's a very strong and intense something almost angry and violent is what tempestuous means but it's Euroclidon I thought you know scripture named the storm it named it Paul was going through a wicked storm he told him not to but here Paul now is in a moment of a vicious tempestuous storm and scripture named it it says it was Euroclidon coming his way I thought you know what name your storm name it put a name on it expose what it is scripture says it was Euroclidon okay what do you put it on what are, oh, what are we going through? Someone might be going through. I'm thinking different ones. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe a demon. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's loneliness. I don't care what it is. Name it. Name your storm and say, that's the storm that's trying to put me under. That's what it is. I just know oh, there's some thing out there. Not Expose it. Expose it. When a demon is exposed, it's the end of it. Name your storm. It was so bad it got a name. Apparently. So your demon, maybe your trial, whatever it is, I don't really care. Name it. Name the storm. And after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened to me and not have loosed from Crete and have gained this harm. But he said, For there stood me, though, by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Amen. And that, that it shall be even as it was. It didn't really matter what the storm was. It named it. But at the end of the day, God was with Paul. God is with you. He will take you through your named storm. Amen. Look at Paul. He said that little old ship was waterlogged. 14 days and nights. No moon stars. Nothing. This was the storm. This was Euroclidon. 14 days of a tempestuous storm. That's a long time. Two weeks. That's like quarantine time. It's a long time. I've done it. And I'll do it again. 
It's a long time. That's how long his storm was. Beating the ship day and night. Darkness, no moon, no stars, no nothing. Don't fear, Paul. You're in the middle of your storm. Whatever your, the name it is, you name it. Don't fear, Charity. Don't fear, Preston. Don't fear. Put your name there. Don't fear, Paul. For you're going to be brought before Caesar. That's right. And lo, God give him all these things shall sail with you is given to you. Amen. What a promise. You receive the same promise. Don't fear. I've got a rapture ahead of me. Don't fear the storm. Don't fear the situations. I've got God. I've got Jesus on my mind. i got whole heaven on my mind is what i got. That's where I'm going. Don't fear. Don't fear. Right in the middle of the storm, run outside, shaking his hands and screaming at the top of his voice. Be of good courage. <laughs> Don't fear COVID. Be of good courage. <laughs> Amen. Someone call me up midday, 14 days, somewhere about day seven. Say, be of good courage, brother Michael. <laughs> Don't fear the storm. Amen. That's where we are. We're in the middle of it. Be of good courage. Brother, there stood an angel before me. He said, oh, they was afraid to do it. Because Paul said, you know, don't worry. He said, not a hair of your head's going to perish. But the ship's going to be wrecked somewhere in the vision. Amen. This world's going to be wrecked somewhere. I don't really care what's going on. But I'm out of here. Everyone with me. Everyone I love. You claim your families. Because we're out of here. No one in that boat died. Amen. Yes, sir. It's not just a story. It's a living reality. And Paul went and got some sandwich. They were fasting this whole time. Because they were scared. Until God came and said, mm, be of good church, Paul. And so Brother Bram says, let's take something to eat. And he got a sandwich and made it and started eating. <laughs> Who cares what's going on? What is, what, what's Brother Bram saying? Stop worrying about it. Who cares? He just made a sandwich. He says, we're going to eat. Why was he, why, why, why he wasn't scared? Why? God done said so. Anchored in Paul's heart. God done said so. It's over. The storm kept going. Kept going. But it was over for him. Amen. There you are, no matter how dark it got, the whale might have come up, turned the ship over. Sharks following them by the hundreds. That wouldn't phase Paul. Amen. Wouldn't phase Paul. Oh my goodness, there's a whale here. The boat's turning, turning everywhere. The wind is blowing. Shark fins everywhere. <laughs> Didn't phase him. No, sir, he knew what God had said. He believed what God had said. Wherefore, brethren, be of good courage, for believe God. That it'll be just as it showed to me. There's faith. There's faith. Amen? Anchored. There's faith. The difference maker, the way maker, was in the boat. Amen. Amen. Okay. We'll wind down right here. I was just on my nose there. Just when he comes. What a moment that would have been for Paul. When that, like, just bring yourself there when he came. The angel came. Everything changed. Everything changed. Jesus, we're in a storm. The boat's going down. The disciples are frailing. The oars are broken. The sails are down. Water filled the boat. I don't even know how the boat was floating if you read scripture. We're done. Jesus has his head on a pillow. The rear of the boat. But Abraham says, he, when he put his foot on the braille of the boat, I can imagine if he just went up to the boat, right at the front of the boat, his 
put his foot on the barrel and says, peace, be still. Three words. God, just say peace, be still in each one of your lives. All is over. All is done. I thought, you know, here's Satan. Tried to use creation against the creator. (laughs) Come on. He tried to take creation. The one that created the sea and the winds and the air and the rain. He created it and Satan's like, I'm going to stir this up. I don't know if he's really who he says he is. He stirs it up and I'm going to, I'm going to crash this boat. I'm going to sink it. They're done. And the creator is in the boat. Was he scared? He knew exactly what was going on. I can imagine Jesus in there. So boat three, two, one. Jesus, we need you. Right on. He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. You think he was sleeping? Didn't have a clue? No. He knew exactly what was coming. He knows exactly what you're going through. It's not taking him by surprise what situation you're in. COVID didn't take him by surprise. And he's just waiting. Going to call on me? Going to call on me? Jesus! He's waiting for you. And he knows exactly when you're going to. And the creator calmed creation. And Jesus Christ in you means the creator is in you. I mean, nothing the devil wants to stir with God in you. It can't overcome you. Because in you is the creator. And creation can't overcome the creator. Satan couldn't get the rain and the winds to overcome Jesus. And Jesus in your boat? Bring it on, Satan. As Brother Murphy said just a service ago. Let the storms come. That's his last words from his last service. Let the storms come. Jesus is in my boat. Amen. Now. This happens, Mark 4, Mark 5. Here, we'll go to it here. This is the last piece of the sermon, then we'll, for the night, and then we'll close here. Satan thought he put the boat in emergency. Satan thinks he could get you in an emergency. He's derailed you. He's thrown the storms at you. You're going through wicked situations. That can change in a moment if you call on him. In a moment. And now here, here's what happens when Jesus is with you. Because now Jesus is in control again. And he goes into the next chapter. What's the next chapter? Who wants to turn to Mark 5? Just quickly. Just read the first for me. Go ahead, Jeremiah. Where was he? Who was he dealing with? Legion. Legion. I love this. I love this. Because here the storms were shaken. The situation was dire. Jesus comes out and says, peace be still. Stills all the water. Comes out. Boat gets on the other side. And I can tell you what was happening. The tables were turning. It's because Satan's kingdom was getting ready for a state of emergency. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? What just happened? The winds just died down. The seas just went calm. The storm is gone. What, what happened? What, who's controlling? Who is this man? And he gets on the now. He gets on the shore. And hell is shaking. Hell is shaking. What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? 
What's happening? Jesus is on the scene. Jesus is on the scene because someone had called out. Called out in his emergency. In a moment when the fog cleared, Brother Brown talks about how he'd go into fits. And the devil just, he's cutting himself and chains breaking. Thousands of demons that tormented Legion. But he'd come into, it just clear for a moment. And his real inner, who he really was inside, he was a son of God. And he was torment, it would just clear for a moment. And he would cry out, oh God! And then he'd be torn up, tormented again. And in his fits, with the tombs, with the dead. And God had heard it. God had heard it. He said, I'm coming, Satan. You might have put an emergency situation on my disciples, but I'm coming to shake your kingdom. And that one soul was crying out to him for help. Across this mighty storm, he came, Jesus, through those dangerous perils. And he went that night, he said, to save one soul and to heal one person. He come from the side of the lake through the storm all night long to the next day. Storm a great tide of night to heal one person. He said he'd come from glory this afternoon, this evening, to set one of you free. One of you. He'd come from glory. He could be in whichever situation right now, in the in the ramparts of heaven. He says, I got a situation. There's one person that needs me right now because he's calling for me. That can be right now. He come from glory. Just let him find just let him find one sincere heart that he came, that he can get into. He'll come anytime, any hour of the night. I'm so thankful. He says, we have a doctor. I said, I'm so thankful. We have a search and rescue technician that can find you in your desperate hour. Your seas are troubled. You think you're sinking under the mighty ocean of the waves of your situation. And you're coming up for your last breath. Water's coming in. There's a Sar, Sar-, Sar- tech, Jesus Christ, that can come. He's on the chopper. He's coming through. He's getting ready to jump out into your waters right now and grab a hold of you and say, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You're not going down. You're not going down. God will never let a son and daughter of God go down. And here he comes with Legion now. Because he'd been bound and bound, we talked about it in the tombs. Broken pieces, neither could any man even tame him. When Jesus was afar off, and ran, he ran and worshipped him. Here are these demons. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou son of most, the most high God. He knew exactly who it was. I adjure thee by God. Who are you demons? I adjure thee by God. That thou torment me not. Here they are speaking to the king of glory. They knew hell was rattling. Don't torment me. Did Jesus listen? He says, for he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what's thy name? So my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he could not send them away out of the country. There was nigh, we know, a herd of swine. And devils besought him, send us into the swine. And forthwith the devils then, Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. What a full-scale emergency for hell. Here was a man that they had, I mean, good grief, that would have been the pride of hell. Legion would have been the pride of hell. Thousands of demons on this man. Ah, they would have brought him up as some trophy. Just think about it. And this Jesus just walked on the shore. All hell starts to rattle. What's going on? No, no, no. We got this under control, boss. We got it. We got it. We got thousands down there. 
you know, you just started, you just took one to steer up the tempest. We've got thousands. There's no way he can conquer this one. Impossible. You sure about that? Yeah, I got it. There's thousands of us down there. Thousands. Trophy. God just stepped out. It says in one scripture, in one scripture, it says by the finger of God, demons are, are loosed. God, God, God delivers by the finger of God. I don't know the exact scripture. Just the finger of God. Didn't take much. This trophy of Satan, whom he thought, rattled and hell shook. God said, loose him. Come out of him, thou unclean spirit. Hell's trophy became heaven's trophy. Hell's trophy turned around right there as all hell rattled and shook. I can imagine the demons screaming. What was going on as the king of glory rattled their kingdom in such a state of emergency that they thought they had. And if Satan, he might think he has you. And he might think, I got them. They don't do it. I've got distractions. I've got this. I've got something to consume their mind. They're in their pity party. They're depressed. I've got it. Don't even worry about it. And all Jesus needs to come through tonight. And all he has is loose them. Come out of them unclean spirit. That's all he needed to say. And it was rattled. It was done. And Legion became a testimony. He says, oh, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to come with you wherever you go. He says, no, 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 no. You stay here and go testify. <laughs> Amen. God does something for you. Go testify. Go testify. Be his trophy. Be his trophy. If it can happen for Legion, who was the worst of worsts. They can do it for anybody. And then let's do what he did. I can imagine now. A little life change. You make hell shake. You make hell shake. You put hell in a state of emergency. Your life. Say, so, oh, can I do that? Yeah. In your everyday walk. In your life. You start shifting. You know what? God stripped this from me. Stripped this from me. You start changing something. Oh my. He's going to read his Bible. What are you talking about? He's going to read his Bible. Send in something. Call. Have some friends. Throw in some ping, 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 ping. Oh, they like my photo. No. Oh, they're just, they're not even looking at that. They're going into a message. They're going to the Bible. What's going on? Who's lost control? Devil's lost control. Stop him. You mean he's not looking at websites he shouldn't have? No, no. He's going to the message hub. Oh my goodness, what's going on? I thought we blocked that site. No, sir. What about that music? What about these videos? No, he's not watching them. He's going, he's, he's streaming. He's looking at services for days gone by. What's going on? Hell's shaking. He just went to his knees. She went to her knees? What are you talking about? She hasn't done that in years. Distract her. Who's ever been distracted when you're praying? Huh? These wretched watches. I take mine off. Just when you go down to pray, it's like, da, 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 da. I don't even have the dings. It just vibrates. It's like, good grief. Take this thing off. Can't even pray. Yeah, I know you got that problem. Because it's him. He's like, he doesn't want you down on your knees. Because you're shaking hell. Christians on their knees. You know what? It's actually a verse of a song that uh, Cowper wrote. I can't remember his first name. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Prayer makes the Christians armor bright. And Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. Yes. 
That is exactly the truth. Prayer, our supreme weapon against evil. By prayer, we thwart Satan's attacks, foil his schemes, lessen his effectiveness. By prayer, we assault the devil's strongholds, build the kingdom of God, send workers into the harvest fields, open doors for the gospel. Prayer, real prayer, is Satan's undoing. Amen. He does not know how to cope with prayer. That's why he works so hard to keep us from praying. Why? Because when you pray, we have a God that hears and answers prayer. And Satan knows when they get down on their knees and say, Dear God, I need you now. We have a need. Brother Milko is needing you right now, Lord. He needs a comforter right now. He needs a healer right now. Lord, we need a miracle. We can't have miracles. We need revival, Lord. We want your Holy Spirit to move upon us. Why? Because he knows there's a God that's hearing that. And he's the one that will answer it. It's not you that he's scared of. He's scared of the prayer you're making to Christ. Says I gotta get him off his knees because that prayer's going up and I'm toast. Amen. What a weapon you have. What a weapon you have. One man said, Do we feel we have no words in prayer? Do we not know what to say? Ha. Ah, the words are plenty when we complain of our woes and worries. Oh my problems, my issues. And we just have a lot of words. We have no trouble finding words then. If we spend a fraction of the time. Of, of our breath in prayer that we spend complaining, we'd sing a cheerful song of praise to God for what He has done in return. Amen. But Ryan, you can come. Musicians, amen. There's nothing left. I should say, there's nothing more life infusing in a body of believers when there's life, especially in a young, young people, a young person. They just rise forth and they start feeling their strength. They're like, whoa. You know, when a young man comes to. Comes to, you know, starts feeling, okay, 15, 16, pipes are coming, right? Kind of feeling the chest, yeah, I'm pretty big now, right? You're feeling, you're feeling your oats, right? Or even young ladies, like, oh, wow, you know, change of life, and they start noticing that, mm, pretty, right? Yeah? What about when a son and daughter of God start realizing, whoa, wait a second, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. My prayer goes to heaven and it's answered. My faith is anchored. Man, who am I? I'm God's son. Satan, be warned. Hell's going to shake today. Glory. That's you. That's you. Take it. Receive it. Say, yep. I'm going to make a major state of emergency in hell today. Amen. When you get up in the morning, that's what you say. Well, devil over today it's over today amen I pray that is what you can say I said Lord and I want to ask the question I want to ask the question whose kingdom is in emergency mode right now whose kingdom is in emergency mode yours or hell's heaven's never in emergency mode he's always coming coming to our emergencies but is your life an emergency? Is your life an emergency there on the screen in front of me? Or is it hell's? Because you're in your position as a son and daughter of God. I said, if you're not in your boat tonight and you can't call him because you actually don't have him near you, call on him tonight. Call on him tonight. Maybe just bow our heads right now in a prayer.
love you, young people. I love you. I just thought, Lord, I don't really, I'm not a grand preacher or anything of that nature, but I just really love them. And if I, you can just use a vessel and speak to them, because Lord, if they don't have you in their boat, if I could just help them realize, maybe, maybe just step back as we asked you at the beginning to be really honest with yourself. You know what? My life is really in a real state of distress. I don't know what that is. He knows what that is. Scripture told you. I told you. Your hairs are numbered. He doesn't forget you. He's not lost you. You're not forsaken. The fact that a servant of God is here tonight to tell you that shows you he loves you. And if you feel, Lord, my life is in a state of emergency, you just raise your hand to him. Say, Lord, I need you now. It's better Ryan singing that song right now. Say, you know, what does my little hand mean? Oh, it's a response to him. It's a response to him. You saw because Satan is trying so hard right now. Say, no, just, just put it off tomorrow doesn't really matter today and he's trying to throw those distractions and he's trying to but just by you being able to recognize that knowing where you are and that little response that says oh god i'm in a state and i need you he met his disciples he met the woman that touched his garment he met the man that was desperate for 38 years he can meet you he can meet you tonight Lord, you're wonderful. That applies to every single one of you on the screen. I don't care what little room you're in. Don't just think you're because you're in a little devotion room. It's just not the same. You can raise your hand there as well. I know there's men of God there as well. You could be in your little room there as well. Because he's on the scene. Heavenly Father. As we said at the beginning, it's life and death. That's where we're at. It's life and death. And Lord, tonight, life is on the scene. So, Heavenly Father, I pray tonight in this little, simple little message, Lord, that we've spoken. That, Lord, something just stirred a heart. Lord, you can reach down your hand in the muck and the mire of our lives and pull out your daughter. Pull out your son, Lord. Lord, it, it can be in this the humblest of atmospheres, in the stillness and the quietest of a moment, Lord, that you can meet a heart and change it forever. I can think of different ones, even Lord, in our in our church, Lord, it happened just in a moment in a little camp service. And Lord, their lives are never the same again. I can think of them even now. And it wasn't nothing that we would even have known happened, but it's because someone responded with an honest heart desiring you so heavenly father i pray tonight that you'll reach down your hand lord you will become so personal to each one lord has lifted up their hand to you i pray in jesus christ's name amen amen lord jesus amen let's just stand and sing the song about orion singing i need you lord 
each teardrop that fell. You could be in some place. I don't know where you were. Maybe you were crying out for God. You said, Lord, I need something this night. I need something this weekend. And a little tear maybe just came off your cheek and it just dropped. And God in heaven saw you said, I seen that tear. I seen that desire there. I seen it. He seen it. He never left you alone. That's our God. That's your God. Amen. I love that song. I wish we just knew those other verses. You know them, Andrew? Good. Then grab a microphone and let's sing them. Let's sing it with you. That's the second verse. There's a line at the end of the verse there. I just want to sing it. I love this song. He's always been there. He's seen the valley. He's seen what we're going through right now. We were talking with Sister Julie, I believe, yesterday. or I believe it was yesterday. We were just talking about the troughs of life. The troughs, the valleys. Those are some difficult times. But God, what God can do for you in those moments is sometimes, many times greater than what's happening in sometimes the high mountain tops. He's molding you. Your character going through fire and gold comes out. Don't despise sometimes those low moments, but you can reach out and say, oh God, don't leave me alone. He never leaves you alone. Go ahead, Brother Andrew. I heard Satan coming round He said you're losing the battle You're not gaining ground Just as I'm giving up I heard that sweet voice He said, child, just pick up your sword Amen, pick it up, pull it out through the word I hear him say
Amen. You go and thank him. Say, Lord, thank you, Lord. You let it come from your lips. Lord, I thank God. It wasn't that he even saw your tear. He heard your tear. The drop, the sound of the drop. He said, oh, God, thank you, Lord. You have ears to hear even the drop of my tear. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen, David. It's your God. It's your God. I love the name David. I love it. May your heart be just like David's heart. And God can say, he has a heart just like mine. Just like mine. That David. Not David thousands of years ago. This David. He has a heart like mine. Amen. Amen. You love him. You love Preston. You love him. Amen. He can be that real to you, Preston. That's why we're here for. I'm not here for just an ambiguous God. I'm not here for, he's here for everybody. No, it's personal. It's for you. It's for you, Sister Elena. You, Sister Ruth. I know, oh, call my name. No, it's for me. It's for you, Brother Caleb. Because he's my God. And when it's that personal, that's how you can walk out shake hell. Amen. Can we sing one more song? I'm just loving being here. I'm only here for like a short time. So I'm just soak it in. Amen. I was going down for the last time. I was going down for the last time. We have that one. We have to have. These are great songs. We need to sing them. Tell me. Slide controller we got going down for the last time. All right. I have the power. Do you know the song? Nathan. I was going down for the last time. You don't know this song? Okay. And no one heard my cry. You know the song? Do you know the tune? Mm-hmm. Give me two seconds while I pull it up because I could. Nobody knows that song? Do I got to pass by one of my favorite songs? Better Tom, yeah, I'd call you on a special tonight. <laughs> you know all the words. Yeah, I know. I got the words too. I have another. Okay, okay. Are we passing on that one? We'll sing it tomorrow. How's that? We'll practice it. I was going down for the last time. And no one heard my cry. No one knows that song. I'm so sad. Oh, man. I was just with the tune. Lord, help me. Okay. We're going to sing then through the fire. Because we do know that song, right? Yes, sir. Amen. And you all know this song. Through the fire. Okay. Brothers. Brother Aaron, on the end of the slides, please throw that song up through the fire. We have to have it. Yes. Thought I was getting stood up for a second. <laughs> okay. Let's sing this one. Let's sing this one with some conviction. Some conviction. I can't see you on the Zoom. Sing it loud. Sing it strong. Okay. Here we go. Well, so many times I've questioned certain circumstances but things I could not understand oh many times when weakness blurs my vision my frustration gets so out of hand it's that I No, sir. Never had to stand 
couple songs here. But how do you have a song? What song burning in your heart? Do you have a song? Oh yeah, we sang that, didn't we? On Wednesday. Except I had to sing it with nobody around me. No <laughs> I have lots of songs. Give me that old time religion. Amen. Something worth shouting about. Something worth praising him about. Something worth living for. We can sing that one. You sing it. You sing it. Give me that old time religion. Give me that.
back to the third verse. It says, no, go to the second verse. It'll start the devil flying. <laughs> yes, sir. Start the devil flying when you come singing. Oh, give me that old timer. He's flying already. <laughs> He's out. He's going to say, I want nothing to do with these guys. Hey, man, you just sing it. That's, man, when the joy of the Lord is just bubbling and bubbling and bubbling, man, you'd be amazed. Your day changed big time. Hey, Amen. I know we go through some hard times. We go through difficult times. That's why we have these kind of times. Ah, yeah. Give me that old time right there. Oh, see the bright light shine. It's just about old time. I can't see my bottle standing at the door.
I always, I just think, I love Brother Brown who talks about just when that roll call is called. And you hear your name. Oh my goodness. Jeremiah, love all. Oh, and hope it's, it's us, it's us. Let's go. Oh my, what a moment. What a moment. Well done. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Everything that you fought for, everything you strained for, prayed for. All, all these struggles disappear like that. Amen, Brother Daniel. Like that. My goodness, we're waiting for it. I'm waiting to see. I, hey, I'm waiting to see a resurrected saint any day. Any day. Amen. I'm waiting for it because, and there's lots of them. <laughs> there's lots of them. My dad always, when we were young, he'd tuck us into bed and he'd say, well, maybe Daniel will wake you up tonight and say it's time. It was just that real. As we were as we were growing up, maybe David's just gonna walk in the door and say, Hey, it's time. It's time? You mean it's all done? Uh-huh. It's all over. Oh man! Say, how do you even know it's David? Oh man, I'm not worrying about that. I'll be freaked out if someone walks in my room. No! Because there's a presence of God that's gonna come in that. Amen. Oh, it's a heavenly atmosphere. Because I can't wait. I can't wait. That's why I can sing, oh, see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a snack, isn't there? Amen. So we'll pray for that snack. Brother Jeremiah, you want to come and pray and close the evening in a word of prayer? I enjoy the night tonight in his presence. I pray the Lord did. If he dealt with you, if he spoke to you any little way, remind him. shouting and singing and have a good time. It's because we have him. It's because you have him. You say, I want that. You can have it. You want prayer? You can have that too. We're here. Brothers are here. We're here. Anytime. Because we're burdened for you. And I don't care what age. And the same goes for anyone that's on the screen, anyone there at BCA. You mind the Lord. There's brothers there. And I want you what state am I in? Because if it's not hell in a state of emergency, it's you. And you say, Lord, I need you now, as we sang tonight. Brother Jeremiah, closing prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this wonderful atmosphere that we're in right now. Amen. Just the joy that we can feel in our hearts, that bubbling up inside, Lord. We're so thankful for that, Lord. Lord, may these times like these just be precious, Lord. We don't know when we'll get together gather again like this but we're so thankful for them father and we love you so much and thank you for bringing this word from brother michael lord he just spoke right to our hearts lord jesus you are just so greatly to be praised lord is not a prayer of praise lord may we just be so quick to give you praise lord and not go through all the the trials and things and name off all the wrong but lord look back and see what the great goodness you've done in our lives lord may we praise you for what you're doing right now Lord, we thank you, and we just ask you to bless this snack that's about to be partook, Lord. We just bring nourishment and strength to our bodies. Bless the remainder this evening and the remainder of our services. May this atmosphere stay, not only just here at camp. May we take it home with us. May we take it in our daily lives, Lord. May we be forever changed. If someone's hungry right now, Lord, just fill them, Lord, we just pray. We love you and we thank you. We ask this in your name.
Are we able to put the uh, BCA up on the screen and we can say God bless you and greet them? Hey, there you are. God bless you. God bless you. We'll say big, loud, and clear. All right. Okay, now you guys can do it back to us, but you're going to have to do it really boisterously because we can only see you, not hear you. All right. We're waiting. I'm thinking that you said it. <laughs> God bless you. I pray that you enjoyed the night. Have a wonderful evening on that on that end as well. And this end as well. God bless you all. Have a wonderful evening. And Lord bless you. Linger, do what you want. Sing if you want. We do whatever you want. Amen. <laughs> hey you're dismissed if you want to go up to the snack. Sing a song or two, whatever you feel to do. You may be seated. You can greet each one. Say, God bless you. I love you. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs>